just continuing on with the breath of God, how we need a breath of God just at this time to believe the Lord for that. But John chapter 3, and uh, we're going to read, stand to read uh, verses 5 uh, through to verse 8. Verses 5 through to verse 8. We'll read it together, everyone audibly, uh, very well-known uh, verses. Let's stand together. Once you're there, uh, John chapter 3 and verse 5 through to verse 8. Let's all audibly read it together. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Lord, we just pray tonight for your help, just as we gather around your word afresh. Lord, would you quicken it to us? And Lord, we pray, Lord, for the breath of God to blow. Lord, that men and women would be born of the Spirit. Lord, that's our cry for this church, Lord, for this land, for your body, Lord, that there be a great increase in these days. Lord, we know you're about to come. And Lord, we're expecting that coming. But, oh God, we want to see a great ingathering of our precious loved ones, our neighbors, our family, our work colleagues, the people all around us, Lord. We want the reality of eternity before us tonight, a heaven and a hell. But, oh God, we thank you. We're in the day of grace, and we need the wind of God to blow. Lord, would you breathe? That's what we ask tonight, that you would breathe. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take our seats. Praise the Lord. Just in that one verse, or in verse 8, if I could just draw your attention to it again, just for a few moments, it says, The Lord speaking, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is everyone, everyone, that is born, everyone that is born of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the breath, the wind of God, how we just need, we need the breath, we need the wind of God to blow. You know, we're so thankful for all that the Lord has done for us, even as a local fellowship. We say it often, we should say it often, to God be the glory for all of that. But I believe just more than anything else, we want to see this place furnished with precious souls. That is what our cry is. That is what we long for. That is what we look for. That is what we desire, that God, for His glory, would bring in precious souls into this house and the houses of worship that are all around, that are here for His name and for His glory. We pray, God, would You breathe? Would You bring in precious souls? Save souls. That's our cry. We want a great addition. We want a great increase. We want the Lord to add to the church of Jesus Christ such as should be saved. But we pray tonight, and that only can happen in that verse. It says, so everyone that is born of the Spirit cannot happen any other way but by the power of the Spirit of God, the breath of God, the manifestation of 
of that wind blowing, blowing on the hearts of men and women and boys and girls. We just need to pray and earnestly pray, call upon the Lord, Lord, would you breathe? The wind that blows where it will, well, may he blow into this place. May he blow into our families. May he blow in our neighborhoods. Think of your neighbors that aren't saved. Think of the people you work with that aren't saved. Think of your brother or your sister that's not saved. Think of your mother or your father that's not saved. Think of your husband or your wife that's not saved. Think of your cousins and your uncles and your aunties and your nephews and your nieces. Think of the men and the women that you rub shoulders with day in and day out, that you talk to on the phone, that you meet with in the highways and the byways. So many, so many, so many that don't know this Christ. We need the wind of God to blow. We need the Holy Ghost to move. We need a move of the Spirit of God. Precious seed has been sown faithfully across this land, up in the highways and the byways and gospel halls and church meetings and preachers and evangelists and pastors and ministers and laymen preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, standing on corners, giving out tracts up at night and in the early mornings, sowing out the precious seed. We need the wind of God to blow. The wind bloweth where it will. The breath of God comes like a wind a wind that blows. You cannot see the wind, but the wind blows. You feel the wind, you sense the wind, and you can even hear the wind. And that's just like the Holy Spirit. You know the precious sense of the presence of the Lord. When he comes into a room, even like this tonight in our time of worship, there was the presence of the Lord. You knew that the wind of God had come in to this little hall. We sensed him, we didn't see him, but we knew he was here in our spirits, and we could sense it, and we could even hear the sound of that wind blowing in amongst the congregation. The wind is essential. It is absolutely imperative for the burden of any soul. The Holy Ghost must blow. The wind of God, that's what Jesus said. So is everyone, everyone that is born of the Spirit. There is not a human there is not a human on earth, or is there a soul in heaven tonight that is saved, that has not been saved by the wind of God blowing across that darkened heart, the wind of the Holy Ghost, the conviction power of the Spirit of God. Holy Ghost conviction. He has come that he may convict the world of sin and righteousness and the judgment to come. That is his work that conviction of sin, how we need that old-time conviction, how we need the wind of God to blow on that human heart. There's nothing like the Holy Ghost moving on a heart, bringing conviction of sin, beginning to deal with men. I believe that God is moving. I believe that there are people being disturbed. That's the word that I heard. People were being disturbed in their sin. That's the word that was spoken by an individual leaving this hall. I'm disturbed. I want to tell you, I rejoiced not because just you want to see them in trouble, but it's the Holy Ghost moving on a heart. When God begins to disturb a soul or a life, when God begins to work, when the Holy Ghost begins to go after men and convict them of sin and uh, make them aware of their need and the sin that's in their lives and reveal to them this wonderful Jesus we need, how we need the wind of God. There had to be a moment 
in every believer that's ever been saved and ever will be saved. There had to be a moment wherever they were on this planet, whether they were in a palace or whether they were in a prison, whether they were sitting in fine luxury or whether they were lying in the gutter of sin, but there had to be a moment if they're saved where the wind of God blew across that heart. It might have been in a pub. It might have been in a palace. But there had to be the wind of God. There had to be the moving of the Holy Ghost. There had to be an awakening of a need. There had to be a revelation of their sin. There had to be an awakening of their need for a Savior. There had to be an enlightenment in their understanding. I need Jesus. And how we need the wind to blow again. Bible says, and we quote it often, it's not by might, nor is it by power, but it is by my Spirit, saith the Lord. You know, we see the operation of God and the triune God and the operation of the Holy Ghost in that early church. In Acts chapter 2, if you turn over to it, Acts chapter 2 and verse 46, we see that great move of the Holy Ghost that day. But in verse 46, it says these words, Acts 2, 46, And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people. Then it says these words, And the Lord added, The only way that the church can increase numerically, as in souls being saved, we can increase in our fruit. We can increase in our capacity. We can grow as believers. But the only way that the church can increase numerically is by the power of the Holy Ghost moving. There's no other means. There's no other way by which we can fill the church. I'm not talking about buildings, you know. I'm talking about the body of Christ, the God adding to the church, the body of Christ. The only means and the only way that that can happen is by the power of the Spirit of God, that God adds to the church. How we need an addition to the church. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul writes these words, if you turn to it, 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 6. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 6. He says these words, the great apostle Paul. He says, I have planted and Apollos watered. But he says, but God, God alone, God alone gave the increase. So neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. How we need an increase. We need an increase, not for ourselves, but we need an increase of precious souls. We need an addition. We need God to add to the church of Jesus Christ. There was a man in Scripture, we'll look at him a couple of times here in these few moments, but he was found at the bottom of an ocean in the belly of a wheel, a man that said he felt like he was in hell itself, and he got the greatest revelation any man or woman can get on this planet. In Jonah chapter 2, if you turn over to it, and verse 9, little prophet of Jonah, and chapter 2, and verse 9, remember where he was. He's at the bottom of an ocean, in the fish's belly. He said it was like hell. But what a revelation he got right there. You see, anywhere in this world, wherever our loved ones are, in a moment, God can awaken them to their need of a Savior. 
Holy Spirit knows no bounds, not prison walls, not the darkness of sin, or not even how great the demons are, but in a moment when he moves. This is the greatest revelation a man can find. In Jonah chapter 2, it says, But I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. Remember where he was. I will pay that that I have vowed. Then he said these words, Salvation is off the Lord. The only one that can save is the Lord. There's no one else can save us, only the Lord. And he said these words, And the Lord says there, And the Lord speak to the fish. <laughs> the Lord speak to the whale. He's in control of everything. He's in control of the fish of the sea. He's in control of the beasts of the field. He's in control of the elements. He's in control of the governments. He's in control of the thrones and the powers all over this world. He spake to the whale. And it vomited Jonah upon the dry land. In an instant, how God can change a circumstance. Let's not limit the Holy One of Israel. Let's not limit Him to what He can do tonight. We know it is the will of God to save. He's not willing that any should perish. We know it is the work of the Holy Ghost to convict and convince men of their sin. We know we need to pray. Listen, we need to pray. We must pray. The church must pray. It must pray for the wind to blow on the souls of men and women. We look at so many around us and we realize that there is nothing that we can do. There is nothing we can do to save them because salvation is off the Lord. But what we can do right in this meeting tonight is we can pray. We can pray that the wind would blow. If God can speak to a wheel at the bottom of the ocean and tell that wheel to cough up Jonah on the dry, line, dry ground. Surely the Lord can speak to our loved ones wherever they are tonight and open their understanding. Surely we can't limit God in our prayers. Surely we can't limit the Lord and what He can do because, friends, tonight here's the miracle of it all. He coughed us up on the dry line, on the dry ground, and He saved us by His mighty power. And if He can save me, He can save anyone. And if he can save you, he can save anybody. We need to pray for the wind. In Ezekiel 37 and verse 9, just that one verse out of that great chapter, I know we've looked at it so many times, but I just want to direct us in prayer tonight how we're to pray. Ezekiel 37 and verse 9 the Lord spoke to the prophet. We know where he is. He's in the valley. But the Lord spoke and directed the prophet what he should say. Prophesy, the Lord said to the prophet, prophesy unto the wind. Speak to the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they might live. I want to tell you, friends, tonight, there are so many are just a representation of this valley that they're dead, they're lost, they're without hope, and they're without Christ. But you know what we need to do tonight? We need to pray that the Holy Ghost would breathe. Speak 
to God in confidence tonight, not in who we are or in our confidence or our strength, but knowing it is God's will that none would perish. And we pray and pray to the Holy Ghost, breathe upon the dead, breathe on their hearts. Our prayers must be directed away from ourselves. Our prayers must be directed away from even the outward or even the backward. Our prayers must be directed upward to the throne tonight. God, would you breathe? Lord, would you breathe? Breathe on our loved ones. Breathe. Bring conviction. Lord, disturb them. Lord, awaken them. Lord, breathe upon them. So many that are content, unmoved, disinterested. The world is disinterested. The deception is unreal. They're so blind. But friends, we're talking about God here, the Holy Ghost. If you're still in Jonah, Jonah chapter 1, and I believe we can pray this, and I believe we can believe God for this. Jonah chapter 1, much has been said about Jonah, but just these few verses here. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for the wickedness has come before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Friends, that's just like so many of our loved ones, and perhaps it's like so many of us in this room had run from the Lord, knowing what was the right way, what we're to do, and how we're to live, but yet we went our own way. And that is like a picture of so many of us, but it's like a picture of so many today. Arise and go. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. You know, there's so many are running from God. They're running from the Lord. They know the truth. They've heard the truth. They believe the truth, but they're running from bowing the knee. They're running from giving their lives to the Lord. And he went down to Joppa. He found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare, went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence. He's running from the presence of the Lord. Verse 4 says, But the Lord sent out a great wind. The Lord sent out a great wind. I believe we can pray collectively tonight, Lord, would you send out a great wind? They are loved ones. The great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. God was about to work. God was about to move. But God had to break through into all the comfort zones of this life. We need, you know what we need? We need a great wind tonight to blow. We need a great wind. I want to encourage you, friends, tonight when we come to pray, we come to seek the Lord. Pray that the wind would blow. Pray that a great wind would blow. I believe we can put it all, our loved ones, into the hands of God tonight to say this, Lord, break up their ship. Break up their boat. That might seem a strong thing to say, but I'm going to tell you something. There's some in this room, you know God broke your boat up in order to get you back. May God break up our boats might be religious boats, might be the pleasure of sin boats, the pleasure boats. But may God break up the boats tonight. May God move and may we pray that a great 
wind would blow. Because more than anything else, what we need in this day, friends, more than anything else, we need to pray in faith. We need to pray believing. We need to pray with confidence. We need to pray before the throne. But we need to pray for souls. We need to labor for souls in the place of prayer. We can't save them, but we have access right to the throne of grace tonight. And we can call on that on the Lord that's seated there. Lord, would you blow? Would you move and pray with confidence, believing that not only does he hear us, but the wind's on the way. The wind's on the way. The ships are going to be broken. But praise the Lord, many are going to be rescued. That's what we're believing for. Many to be rescued. Prophesy to the wind. Brothers and sisters, pray to God tonight. Don't pray to each other. Don't pray to the wall. Don't look around us. And don't look inward. But look upward tonight. And pray to God that the wind of the Holy Ghost would move in might and in power. That He would add to the church. There'd be nothing greater. Brothers and sisters, nothing greater. I was talking to Sandra. I'm not trying to embarrass Ruth in any way. Many times I hear from Marguerite or Emma. I was talking to Sandra, but every time I hear Ruth praying, I just go, thank God. Because why? Because it gives you faith to believe that what he's done for Trevor and Sandra and Ruth and what he's done for Marguerite and Paul and Emma, may they keep praying out and thanking the Lord for this great salvation. I want to tell you, friends, what a day it would be that this hall was so filled with your loved ones and mine, all praising the Lord and praying. Let me tell you, friends, there's nothing greater in this planet that we can experience to see them coming in, getting well saved, well born as Brian prays, but well filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire, on fire for God and worshiping the Lord together. Is there anything greater than all this planet that you can attain to to see that? And I believe we can pray tonight, Lord, add to the church, increase the church. Lord, salvation is off the Lord, but with confidence I can come because I know he wants to save my loved ones and here's another thing. I know he wants to save yours. But we need the wind to blow on their hearts. Lord, break these wee boats up. Break it all up. But Lord, rescue them. And may he vomit them all up right into this place. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That he just vomits them all up into his house. And they're saved by the grace of God. Let's pray tonight. Let's believe the Lord. I encourage you to pray. Don't hold back, but pray to the wind. Prophesy to the wind. Pray that the wind would blow. Your loved one, wherever they are, wherever they are, whatever they're in, no matter how great the sin tonight, thank God for the precious blood. Let's pray together tonight. Amen.